And and is that kind of in one vein, the reason that you wrote the book, you know, the blue collar cash and, and showing this different path, you know, highlighting the success, you know, highlighting a bit of your story, but really saying, hey, that there is some great opportunity here for those who want to maybe go a path that isn't, you know, a, a traditional four year degree or, you know, maybe something in some of those other areas that you talked about. Yeah, the the impetus for the book was really I wanted people to understand that the very first thing they should be doing is figuring out what they want their life to look like first. Okay. We don't live to work. We work so that we can live. Well, what's the live look like? I mean, what does that mean to you? And to each one of us, it's completely different. So I wanted people to understand that, you know, there's the if then life if I go to high school and if I get good grades and if I go to college, if I get a scholarship, if I get a degree and if I get a job that pays well, then I can start living my life. No, it should be then if let's figure out what your then looks like and then pick one of the many ways that there are to get there. So I, I wrote the book first to tell people that picture what you want your life to look like first and then go after it. And Oh, by the way, there's a million blue collar jobs out there that pay really well that'll get you there without that four year expensive degree. So right. life is still the same as it was, you know, 10 or 15, 20 years ago, as it relates to blue collar jobs. When you put your feet on the floor, getting out of bed in the morning, by the time you hit the floor and go to your office, church or school, you've crossed thousands of blue collar jobs that are still viable and financially rewarding today. So mm. I just wanted to call people's attention back to that and say, hey, let's cut the madness here and let's think about what we really want to accomplish, which is our own well-envisioned life. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, and so, you know, a lot of our listeners are executives, leaders, C-suite, you know, they're listening in, hearing this, and, and maybe they have a, an industry that you could consider blue collar, but maybe they're, um, they've been hesitant to hire somebody because they haven't hit a certain education level, right? Or there's maybe a certain, you know, idea around, well, they have to have this type of experience. Can you kind of speak to that of, you know, maybe some uh, C-suite executives or hiring leaders looking at it through a different lens, maybe looking at somebody who has maybe had more just blue collar experience and seeing um, what they can pull from that experience or seeing maybe their their character through that experience and considering well, them for something as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So if you look at the hiring pool today, it used to be I could put an ad in the paper and the next day there'd be 15 people sitting in my foyer waiting for a job. Well, now that's down to like three. And of the three, they're looking back at you and saying, hey, man, what's in it for me to work here? Okay. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a completely different environment right now. Now, the typical ego boss maniac guy will say, well, hey, whoa, I'm offended by that. I am boss, mm -hmm. you employee. You know, I will, <laughs> let's turn the tables back on that. But no. So I'm okay with somebody who looks at me and says, what's in it for me to work here? Because if I can answer that question, now I can build on that. I can create an employee who is selfish, not at the detriment of others, but focusing on self, meaning they want to work for them first and me second. And I'm okay mm -hmm. with that because if they're driving their life the way they want it to go, my company's going to benefit because they're going to be almost considered an entrepreneurial type or uh, you know, an entrepreneurial employee type at that point. So, mm -hmm. so that's the first thing. The second thing is, 
you know, in 2019, when I did research for my book, Blue Collar Cash, Apple Computer, 50% of the people they hired had no college degree hmm. because they figured out we would rather have life experiences than an overly educated kid who doesn't have any life experiences. So am I, if I'm looking at someone, I want to know what you've done after high school rather than just sit in, in, in college and play beer pong or do whatever you do there, right? I want to know what else you've done. So for, for the employers out there, and, and that's what's been so crazy about the success of this book is they're having book clubs where they go, okay, let's talk about how to build the kind of people that we want and need here and then let them go do it. And, um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I think, I think the era of that kind of hiring style is, is a little over, but mm -hmm. I think you can so take advantage of it because so few people are willing to make that jump from, you know, the typical interview to, well, let me, let's talk about you. Why are you here? What do you need? Mm -hmm. What's your life going to look like? What are you trying to build? How can we be part of that process for you building the life that you want? Because when you ask those questions, they're going to look back at you like, whoa, no one's ever asked me that before. Okay. Mm -hmm. You actually care about me? Is that what you're trying to tell me? You're going to separate, right. you're going to differentiate yourself and separate yourself from a lot of the other hires. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, that's so true. You know, a lot of the work that I get to do is specifically in helping build cultures for businesses. And you're, you're so right on because it's asking those types of questions and then being consistent with the follow-up, right? You know, not only saying, Hey, we, you know, you're kind of courting them. Hey, we want to hire you. Hey, what do you want to do? But having a really robust plan to be able to help them move forward, even if it means ultimately they may not stay with you forever, right? Is that kind of what I'm hearing? You're, you're helping them achieve their success, their goals, um, and you want them to grow and hope, hopefully they would want to stay with your organization. Um, but they, they, they know that you're out for their, their best benefit, right? Is, is that kind of what I'm hearing? Well, look, look at it this way. If somebody does an amazing job for you so much and they develop so well and they've done some great things and their experiences are awesome and your company benefits from that, and then they want to leave and go do their own thing, you've had them for five great years. You've done great things, okay? Your company is all the better for it. Now, if, if you can tweak your culture a little bit to where they feel the entrepreneurial part of that, where they feel like, you know what? I can, I can work my division the way I want. I can run the budgets. I can spend the money. I can do the financials. I can gain from newfound money that he doesn't or she doesn't have yet. I can gain from the profitability of my division or my department. Those people are going to hang around. And I'll tell you why. It's, you know, there's a, there's a big jump between an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur. And, and the difference is some people don't want to risk their house their finances, all this stuff that they have to do, moving out in, into another city or state, you know, up, uprooting everything that they have um, just to get that entrepreneurial feeling, okay? Some people don't want to go out and borrow, you know, hundreds, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars for plants and equipment and trucks and all that kind of stuff and be ultimately responsible for that. So there is this groove that you can find where someone thinks, yeah, I kind of work for myself, but I work at this company and I'm, I'm getting all that I want in this picture that can help me create for my own life. So I'm going to hang around and I can tell you, you know, again, we're in the districting business, but I have people here that have been here 36, 25, 20, 15, you know, 10 uh, years and, and lots of them. And it's only because they feel like they can gain for themselves 
And at some point they say, hey, Ken, thanks for the training. Now get on my way and let me do it. And the beautiful part about that is if you get enough of those people around you, they're going to drive your company way further than you can drive it yourself. That's for sure. That's all the time we have for this episode. To keep listening, continue on to the next part.